Hi, my loves. My name is Ruby Lee, entrepreneur, digital nomad, croissant-obsessed free spirit, and founder of the Own Your Hustle movement. And this is the Own Your Hustle podcast. Here, you'll be so motivated to start that business you've always wanted to, grow it unapologetically, and go all in earning powerfully with ease and grace. I'm so excited that you're here and listening in, and I'm so grateful that you made it. So welcome to the Own Your Hustle way of life, full of freedom, a dose of woo-woo, and plenty of random tangent laughs along the way. (laughs) You know, I started my company working nine to five too as a recruiter. I was working for a ventures-based business in the urban cool city of Melbourne, Australia, and today I'm traveling the world, young family in tow, working with the most amazing humans ready to build a career and life by design. Strap in my love, you are about to binge on all of the most incredible guests that I bring onto this podcast. And guess what? They started their businesses through purpose and calling, mostly while still working a day job. Let me also share this. I called my company Own Your Hustle as a reminder for us daily that we get to love our soul-led hustle. Own our decisions to go big. Stop playing small. Create with joy. Take the risk. Say yes to adventure. And from time to time, be okay with those meltdown moments. These episodes are filled with joy and strategy, spirituality and business, tactical tips, big picture concepts, musings, and of course, some of that ruby-colored energy. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Ooh, it has been a busy, busy activity-based week. How are all of you going? Welcome back to a new episode. And firstly, so many of you are saying that you are loving this new style of episode where I riff and I do my little updates and then we go straight in with a value-add interview or a value-add topic. And personally, I love it because I'm able to chat to all of you and I feel so close to all of you when you, whenever you message me back saying, oh, I love that or I'm feeling this too. So please definitely do keep this up. The podcast is a vibe. It is like a whole community in itself. And I know for a lot of you listening in, you have either worked with me before, you're in the membership, you're a private client, you're a mastermind client. And this is something that I want to do. What do we call it? Like breaking the third wall. Is that the term where if you were thinking about starting a podcast and for many of my private clients, you would have heard this before. I actually make the podcast for you. I, it feels like an extension of our work together and our time together. You know, like we, a new podcast comes out, we spend some time on our coaching call talking about what I discussed on the podcast and it becomes the basis of that week. I'm not even kidding. It is just in this like really magical, organic part of my business. And it is so beautiful. Now, for those of you that are not clients yet, or never actually plan to be, but you just know it's an inspirational place to come. It is just as well, you know, such a beautiful place to, you know, have this time with you. And, you know, I was saying this on a recent live stream. So I live every single week into the Own Your Hustle Facebook group. It is called Throwback Thursday. And the theme is that I pick up an event from some time ago. It could have been maybe like a year ago, three years ago. And I use that lesson to throw back to, and then I bring that into today's energy or in that moment of that live stream and the energy that I've been picking up from my clients as well. And so many of my clients have gone on to say that they have just loved hearing me speak to them over the years of me podcasting and they actually never had any intention of working with me as a private coach, but they've definitely been, you know, drawing from my energy. And then sure enough, two years later, or even 18 months later, we're working privately together. So breaking the the third wall again, or whatever it is, I'm so sorry if I'm saying it wrong. I'm just, I'm Michael's going to be like, what the hell are you saying? (laughs) But, you know, breaking that kind of like, let's talk about this from a real business point of view and, you know, escaping this, like for what it is, your clients will come to you in so many different forms. And I wanted to share actually this one particular private client that I'm working with at the moment. So 
Shout out Yashika Lind of Yashika's Intuition. So Yashika's background is she's an intuitive. She is a tarot card reader. She is, you know, a real channel in this world, but also, you know, a badass like boss when it comes to the health uh, tech area. And she is a nurse by background, but now has really gone on to become like a a tech nurse integration project manager. And she has a big, big, big job. So she's based out of LA and she works and consults to a lot of, you know, the bigger hospitals there. So with all that being said, Yashika told me how she found me. And she said one day she was browsing through the Apple charts and she was trying to find a new podcast and some inspiration to, you know, help her with her business. And she found my podcast on the charts in the US. Woohoo! Love you guys in the US. And she said that there was just this aura around. Oh, I just hit my elbow. <laughs> she, thank you guys. Um, the guys are saying, okay, okay, calm down. But I'm getting really excited here. The hands are going, the hands are going. But she saw this aura around my podcast tile and she said, I couldn't look away. So I clicked on it. I listened to your podcast episodes. I listened to many of them. And it just so happened to have been my Black Friday. Do you guys remember that? My Black Friday uh, call out for private coaching. Now, this was just a really limited offer. Yashika found me in this window of time. She signed up straight away to work with me privately. And we've been working together ever since. So these are the beautiful experiences that we get to have as soulful, intuitive, and purpose-driven entrepreneurs, knowing that our most aligned clients will come to you in the most miracle of ways, miracle of ways, in the most special ways possible. And we can't necessarily engineer that, you know, as much as we love some funnels and as much as we love setting up the strategic side and knowing that we're actually doing things to move the needle, when stories like this come up, it's just such a beautiful reminder that the universe always has your back and that it will conspire to help your most aligned clients find you. So this is something that I wanted to share and I just think it is such a beautiful story. So thank you, Yashika, for coming into my life and for just being you. And I love shouting out my clients in different podcast episodes. Last week was all about Erin. This week is all about Yashika. So I am so excited to get stuck into today's episode. Just before I do, I wanted to share something else that was really cool, which happened this week. So we are returning back to Melbourne in less than two weeks. So Melbourne is my home city in Australia and I have not been home for almost a year, almost one year. We've been traveling as a digital nomadic family and we have been drawn back home for a period of time, at least a month, I would say. And then we're off to Bali to host the Own Your Hustle retreats and the Mastermind retreats. But in this next month, we're going to do a bunch of very boring things, you know, really just get our legal stuff in order because the business has grown so much. Do the things, go to the dentist, get our shots done, immunity, get my hair done, all the administrative things which happens in hometown. But I'm also so excited to connect back with my homies in Melbourne. Like, honestly, it has been such a beautiful journey and I can't wait to share it with those of you that are back home. And so I decided this week that I would do an event. I, I was really just not thought out at all in the sense of it wasn't on our strategic plan, on our sales plan, on our launch plans, none of that. It was purely intuition. And I had an offer to host our event at a beautiful space in inner city, Melbourne. I'll tell you all about it when the event is out. And I just thought, wow, these opportunities don't come around too often and you have to honor them. So we picked a date and I put it out there. And I actually firstly put out a poll on Instagram to say, Hey y'all, if you're wanting to come to a Melbourne event, what would you like me to focus on? Because my events always have a theme, but we keep it very flowy, especially in Q&A and in like the networking time. Um, and by hundreds of votes, I mean 
like it was like hundreds of votes and then it was like 30 votes. So that's the difference. So by hundreds of votes, it was spirituality in business. And what a beautiful topic because today we are focusing all about spirituality, all about intuitive, you know, goodness that comes with being an entrepreneur. I have my spiritual business coach coming up. So just hang on tight. She's about to share her light with the world on this podcast once again, but spirituality in business. And I have to be honest, I absolutely shat myself. (laughs) And the reason being is I have never hosted an event purely about spirituality. It's always been strategic, which is my sweet spot. It's always been about my journey and how I grew my online business and definitely more about how to leave the employee mindset shifting into the entrepreneur mindset. And while spirituality has always been a great, huge part of my soul ever since I was a very little girl, I have never honestly had the balls to create an event or even a training specifically about spirituality. And here we are, those cheeky guides of mine going, (laughs) why do they sound so creepy? Anyway, So here we are, Spirituality in Business, Own Your Hustle, Melbourne Meetup. I'm going to leave the link below just in case there are just some tickets left because here's the thing, when you put something out there, you follow the flow, you say yes to your intuition, you listen to your guides, you put your hand on your heart in meditation, it races a little bit, you know you got to do this thing. I mean, it was 75% sold out in less than 48 hours. So I'm going to leave the link there. If it's open somehow, then it was meant to be and praise thee. But if you have missed out, do not stress because I'll be doing a lot more events around the world because we're doing way more travel into this year. So keep an eye out for new events over on my Instagram page, which is at underscore Ruby Lee underscore. So without further ado, I would love to reintroduce you to my amazing spiritual intuitive business coach. I call her that, but as you will hear, there are many forms in which Lindsay takes, and this is just why I love her so much. Lindsay Schroeder of Hour and R has been in my life for over 12 months. I hired her on an absolute intuitive whim, I shall call it this. And one of my good friends, Kimberly Wenya, had recommended Lindsay to me. I started following Lindsay on her podcast. Sorry, I started to follow Lindsay on her Instagram page. And one day I just responded to one of her Instagram posts. We started speaking. Before I knew it, I hired Lindsay as my coach. And in that three months, we had the most transformative journey, well, definitely that I've ever had, really releasing a lot of inner child baggage, a lot of things around money mindset, a lot of healing the hurt with my upbringing, my childhood. And it really set me free. It set me free. It set me so free and I will always be so grateful and so thankful to this woman. She has continuously supported the journey that is. And there was a period of time where we didn't coach directly together, but we were still very much in each other's lives, pretty much weekly and still are. And I now consider her to be an amazing friend. So, Let's welcome Lindsay to the podcast today. We really just wanted to have a bit of a chat about spirituality and business and how it all gets to be integrated and flowy. And, you know, if you are truly interested in working through some ways that you can pick up spiritual tools to help your amazing business move forward, then this is definitely the podcast episode for you. So without further ado, let's welcome Lindsay to the Own Your Hustle show. Lindsay, you are no stranger to this podcast. In fact, I believe you are still in the top 10 downloaded podcast episodes of the OYH podcast. And doesn't that say something? Because I think I'm up to like 120 episodes. You're in the top 10 because a lot of my audience knows you as my spiritual coach and guide. And our friendship and relationship has sort of evolved into this like beautiful orb of a thing where I still come to you a lot for business advice, a lot of spiritual guidance. I think we really, we've always been in each other's lives. Like even after our 90 day program finished, 
you've kind of just always been present and there. So I'm so happy to have you back here. It is so beautiful. And I know everyone's just going to be like loving this and what we have to share today. Mm, I'm so excited to be back. I mean, like I love watching everything that you do and following your work and watching everything that we've kind of put into place and all of the discoveries that you make and all of the up levels that I see like right on the edge of your energetic system, watching you step into them. So I'm like obsessively checking and seeing how you're doing and watching and just like basking in the radiance of that glow. You know, it's, it's so, so interesting you say that because it's, it's that whole thing where it's hard to sometimes reflect back and see how far one's come. Like I know I, you probably do this with your clients as well, where you can see it just like how you've recognized oh, yeah. it in me. And then when you say it back to them, it's like, oh yeah, it's a real stop and reflection moment. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about what this episode would roughly sort of look like, and then, you know, we're, we're really open to spirit guiding us to wherever this goes. It's just so beautiful to sort of take a moment and be like, Lindsay, the work you've done and the work we've done together has been nothing short of magical. Just, I'm a different person. Yes. Yes, you are girl. And like, it's so, it, it's truly magical to get to witness. And one of my favorite things about your way of reflection is that you have these things that kind of perk your ears up while we're working together, but you watch them come full circle. And so there have been multiple things that you've come back to me and been like, you told me this, you said this, this stuck with me. And I knew it. It made sense. I liked it. I wanted it. I kind of believed it, but now it's here and now I feel it and now I'm in it and watching that like full revelation and also watching you cut that time down every time Mm. we would work together, every time we would work on something, it would take less and less for it to click in like that. And so now sometimes it's moments after our call or a few days after instead of months or weeks after. So that's been one of my favorite things. to. <laughs> I've been famously quoted on many calls that we've had to say every time I'm on a call with Lindsay, then there's money flowing through the business. Like it happens every oh, yeah. time. It's amazing actually. And it could, you know, and I don't mean this like, oh, I'm on the call with Lindsay and it's like, ta-da. it's because like prior to the call, I had maybe sent out a sales email or followed up through DM or just sort of said, Hey guys, like, you know, this contract's ending. And then I would jump on my coaching call with you and then I'd come off it and it would be a magnet yeah. towards abundance. And I just think that is, uh, it's so beautiful, but you always, the way you teach it to me is the portals open, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you, you're open to receiving it rather than just hoping and manifesting it, but the actual physical plane portal is not open. It's like, it's kind of just, there's still things to have been done, right? Mm-hmm. Like that happens and we're, so we're much. we're constantly in that funnel. Like we are a channel. There isn't becoming a channel. We already are the channel. It's what's blocking the flow. Natural state, if you get all that crap out of the way, and one of the metaphors that I love to use, and I know that you've really resonated with, is the rocks in the backpack. If you get that heavy shit out of the way, if you unclog your funnel, shit just flows and it comes and that vortex creates magic, but it's already here. We're just sometimes blocking it. Mm. So like you said, it wasn't just that like, oh, people were sending me money that I hadn't like opened a funnel for. Like you were taking those inspired actions. And once you started to put that together that, oh, I get into the flow on my calls, you started making spiritually aligned decisions to capitalize on that. You would launch something beforehand. You would open a cart for something beforehand. You would send out a contract beforehand. You would go, okay, universe, I believe that my funnel is open. I believe that this isn't a magical time. I'm taking that inspired action. And then right off the call, you would get to see that come into reality. How do you, oh, this is so interesting because I have been on such a spiritual path, pretty much like you saw me from the very beginning of my interest point and then you've just seen me take like one step into like different direction (laughs) quantum (laughs) leaps like into 
like that's just who I am. Like if I yeah. am so interested in something, I go really, really deep in with the research, with the reading. That's why you're my ideal client. <laughs> I will binge the shit out of like if you say to me, "Oh, you should look up, you know, Akashic records, or you should look up um, breath work or something." Mm-hmm. I I go so deep, and yep. it's only I mean you have said things to me before, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll park that." And then mm-hmm. it circles back, just like what yep. we said earlier. But the thing that always like tugs, like I follow that thread really fast. And then it just always opens up like certain things in my life that I'm like, whoa. And as I've gone deeper into this spiritual pathway, I have definitely not struggled, but it's been like a challenge. Like it feels like a puzzle trying to sort of be like, how do I communicate this out to the world? You know, like I am not Ruby Lee business coach. That just feels way too vanilla. And sometimes the world kind of gives you these parameters that you have to label yourself into, you know, and I know you've also said the same thing. I, you know, people are like, what do you actually do, Lindsay? And you're like, ah. my, one of my <laughs> biggest challenges in my own business is the little tiny amount of characters I get to put on Instagram yes. describing what it is that I do. I can't oh, so pre-written that. How many times I've changed my title because clients come back to me and they're like, you know, you call yourself this, but you actually do this, this, and this. And I'm like, I do. And like, yeah, you should like publish publicize that you should market that and I'm like okay and then I shifted to that and I'm like you're right I love doing that I should get that out there like people should see that and then I have to like switch it back again and try and add I fight with those Instagram characters so often because I'm like I have 16 titles that I would like to put on here so that everyone can see exactly how I would like to represent the work that I do and you were like at the foot of this beautiful mountain going business coach. Business coach feels like I'm just packing up for my trip and the top of the mountain is actually what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it, what it has really helped me do though, is feel into the intuitive side of what my title reflects in this moment, in this season. And a season for me can last two weeks Mm -hmm. or a season for me can last six months. Like I don't, there's something at the moment where I'm doing a lot of shadow work. I've been wearing black for all of January. I'm just yeah. called to it. I feel I'm very much in this space where I'm like, there's shadow work, this inner, inner child stuff that I have to work through that's kind of coming up again. Actually, once you mentioned to me on one of our calls that the work never ends, right? It's like a spiral. I think ends. that's how you described it. Yeah. Like going, actually describe the spiral. Topic. You say it's so good. You say yeah. the spiral analogy so good. So healing is truly a spiral. We're never done. And a lot of times when we go into these particular topics, for instance, a childhood, a shadow work with specific parents or, you know, the big hurdle that we get through one of the big pillars of areas of growth for us, you never really master it. You don't like get through it. You don't finish it. You're not like, oh, okay, I'm done with that chapter. You go deeper and deeper and you heal at new levels and you understand at new levels. It's truly like, all of a sudden you've had the windshield wipers turned on and now you see a whole new reality, a whole new layer, a whole new depth. And so for instance, both of us have done that deep work around, you know, one or both of our parental relationships. And at some points we've been, oh my God, like I've gotten through it. I feel good about it. I've let it go. And sometimes it's just a refresher on a process that we've already gone through. And another time it truly is, we've cleansed with the windshield wiper and all of a sudden you can see a whole new level of it. Mm. Oh, this is how it's affecting me now. Oh, this is how me getting through it. Or, oh, this is the next deeper level of clarity that I need to have of processing, of releasing. Releasing was a huge one for me. The deeper and deeper I got, I realized I'm still holding on. I'm still, I still have this buried. I still have this in this tiny, pretty box that I put a bow on and buried it deep down in here. And at every spiral layer, there's, you know, uncovering a whole new box to unpack and release and let go and reprogram. It's so true. I am relating to this so much right now. So I guess 2019 was a real year of setting up the business so that we could travel and truly invite more freedom into our lives. Mm -hmm. 2020, my word of the year is bliss because 
I do really feel like I've got a cup here in front of me. I feel like the chalice is open now and it's a lot sort of like shifted on the physical plane where my pricing shifted my the type of clients i'm calling in and the environment in which i want to call them into is has changed so less one-to-one but more um group work intimate group work and i've never really done something like this before i've done group programs and courses but the vision i have for it is like a circle if we were if we were in a physical place which is something else that's been really coming up for me but it's like hosting a circle of men and women you know, and really deeply going into business, spirituality, life, connection, all the things like you're going to be coming to one of my masterminds and presenting there and teaching my, my women there. It's such a big shift, Lindsay. It's like, wow. And I'm just holding the space and the manifestation process starts all over again, because Mm -hmm. what was, it feels like, oh, it was easy to like enroll group programs. Now it's easy to get one-to-one clients. This is such a unique, like unicorn type of energy no, and it is challenging oh my god holy shit is so what, challenging that's what you want is you want yeah. to step into a new challenge at every level you don't want to go okay i know how to sign one-to-one clients now i'm just going to coast on this forever because as you grow your business grows and like you said to me one of my favorite things that you've ever said in one of our coaching calls is that you wanted your business to reflect who you are beyond just the business, beyond just the technical, but mind, body, spirit, you wanted it to look like you. And so finding how you wanted spirituality to come through your business, how you want to speak to business and strategy, which is not like everyone speaks Mm. to business and strategy. You want to talk about family. You want to talk about connection because all of those things are what make you really unique, really special. And what brings that massive transformation for both you and your clients. Yeah, I feel that. And I was, um, I was actually on a couple of discovery calls this week. And it's funny how much like ego comes into play when you're on a call. And then you also have your intuition, you know, speaking to you. I know this happens to you as well because of the, what you taught me about, like turning right to left, you know, hang Mm -hmm. on. Ego's right, isn't it? Sometimes mine trade depending on how I'm balancing my masculine and feminine. Okay. All right. So what we're talking about here is Lindsay taught me this, like just a, a physical practice. Like you've got ego, let's say on your right side or your left, whatever you feel called to. And you'd turn to your right and you'd say, thank you so much, ego. I, you know, I'm hearing what you have to say. I'm hearing that this is a really great client. I'm hearing that they're going to pay in full and that's making me feel awesome. And then on the left side, you're hearing from your intuition. Yes, but they're not going to resonate with your spiritual, you know, the spiritual side when you're wanting to teach that. And they're not fully embodying the full like spirit that you are. And I just know like intuitively, like it's in this gut feel for me. Um, I found out a lot about my human design the last like couple of months and it makes so much sense. Like I'm a splenic authority Mm -hmm. and it just makes so much sense. Oh my God. I'm like, no wonder I'm always like pointing to this area. Um, yeah, you are too. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, I just know. And you know, like I, and it's interesting because with those clients, I was like, all right, well you let me know but I didn't go ahead and send the contract and do a follow-up like I usually would. And it's just mm-hmm. like, isn't it interesting? Like how your actions just feed yeah, into you can feel it. Yeah. Whereas the others I'm like, okay, well, here you go. I'm going to send you the contract, send it within like 10 minutes. Da, 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 da. And then yeah. guess what? They pay within like 24 hours, less, sometimes an hour. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you just know there's such a yeah. connection there. Oh. And now you're able to, release the ego's desire to have people sign just to have people sign now it's beyond that it's Mm. not only i want to bring in money through my business because that's the intention of business but it's i want to help the right people i want soulmate clients i want to have this type of connection when i work with people i want to get on calls and have it be effortless and flowy and have you know the client have massive up levels and shifts and transformations and if someone isn't ready if someone isn't committed if someone's questioning or if someone's like oh i want you to prove to me why you're the right coach or oh i want you to defend your pricing or any of those things that you know when we're first starting off in our businesses we often put up with deal with 
consider, make second guesses. Then we're like, oh, maybe I could change my price. Maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do this. And now you've shifted out of that completely. Mm. And now it's really like on your intuitions page instead of just listening to those, you know, first things that the ego wants. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to find the difference between ego and a calling. Yes. I think I'm still working through that and really hearing both voices. Mm-hmm. So an example is one of my, like, um, I guess part of my, who I am authentically is I have a huge desire to be seen and heard and to be respected in my industry. That's definitely been a really big one, which is why I've always been drawn to the stage and being a speaker and whatnot. And yet there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, if I'm not being seen and heard, then I feel less worthy of showing up. And so then it's like, oh, well, worthiness on the physical plane when it comes to this can link so highly to number of views and how many speaking gigs I can get and how much I get paid for speaking on the stage. Like, do you see how that's that this correlation between I want to be seen and heard, but I also want to be paid for my worth and I want to have like all the cool metrics behind it. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Like, how do you navigate through all of that and just let it settle and steep, I suppose. Like how, what's the thing to move through that? I come back to the core that I've created. And so I think that's something really important in business that a lot of people who aren't doing that mindset work aren't doing and are considering. There are rules that we're all following. We've been taught them by our parents or by society or by a previous job. And when you become an entrepreneur, it's actually your job to rewrite those rules. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're operating on a previous set of rules that maybe have been imprinted on you years and years and years ago, and you're just carrying those through. So I constantly reevaluate those core things. And if metrics aren't a part of that, and for me, they're not, how many views I have on a live stream doesn't mean anything to me. So you never, you never look at that. that. You're just like, I mean, I see it. Of course I see it. It's on there. Like when I'm in my private Facebook group, I can see how many people or, you know, the ego will pop in and say like, oh, you should do this live on your main page and then share it to your group so that you get more views. But I then come back to my core and I'm like, okay, what is the reason that I'm going live? The reason that I'm going live is to share this topic, is to share wisdom on this, is to affect that one person or those five people or whoever really, really needs this. And I've created this safe space in this group and that's who my intended audience is. That's who I want to share some of those things with. That's who I believe is really going to listen to it, to be affected by it, who's ready for it. So then I can shift out of, yes, I might get more views if I put it these two places, but this is my, this is my truth. This is Mm. what I'm intending. This is aligned with my purpose. And then other times I'm like, no, it's time to share it on both. But I kind of come back to the core that I create and reevaluate over and over and over. And then metrics become so much more than just how many people can I get to view it? Because I could get a bunch of people to view it if I put it on my personal page or if I had one of my friends share it who has a ton of followers. But is that my aligned audience? Are those views people who are going to be intimately affected by it? Probably not. So those metrics don't mean anything to me in that regard. Yes, going viral is amazing and it supports your business, but what's the truer thing? What's the most important thing? What's the most aligned thing? And so I get into that vibration and I release that egoic desire for a few more, five more, 10 more, 30 more hits on there for Mm -hmm. the right people are going to see it. The people who need it are going to see it. I don't think that ever gets old to hear that. Oh yeah, because we're constantly... pulling that back over so and reshifting much. and reshifting and re-coming back to center around that. Because Especially, we live in a society that pushes that. Right. I was just going to say that. When you pitch something, it's how many followers do you have? How yep. much engagement do you have? They're not asking, okay, what is the engagement of people who are your aligned audience members? Mm-hmm. What's the engagement of people who then become clients or previous clients of people who you've truly affected and changed them and supported them and held space for them. You don't put that on a call sheet. 
They're no. asking, nope, I just want to know the number. I want to know the, the solid flat number. So it's a constant back and forth of moving your business forward, but in an aligned fashion. Oh, so I, I was hanging out with um, these group of entrepreneurs once and all of them were talking about for the space of like almost a week, which company to go with to buy Instagram followers so that you could look a certain way online. And it yep. absolutely, I am so shocked and surprised how many do it. Like so oh, many people do it. Of, a lot uh, of businesses do it. A lot of Yeah, a lot it. of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, people that I see online and I follow and that sort of thing. And I was like, oh my God, like, then here we go. I'm like, maybe I should look into this company. How good would it be if I could just hit 10,000 followers and then I get the swipe up function and I might yep. look more reputable to people who are shopping around on Instagram for a coach. Like okay. this is just like ego. Can you hear it? It's just like, mm-hmm. these are like the things that you don't really want to say out loud to anyone. Oh, we but we let's all go through like, it. Like I felt that too. Like I don't mm. like my Instagram following is under 2k. And so people are like, how are you charging the prices that you charge? How are you doing what you're doing? Like how many followers uh, do you have? And I have to like, that makes you more magical at it. Like I have to pull it up and look at it. I'm like, uh, this money. And they're like, how, how are you at the price? How long have you been at that price? And I'm like, from the moment I started, <laughs> I love not. that. I love that like, so much. I've been at I've been at my same prices since the moment I started taking paying clients. I remember so when you friends and family circle. I remember when we did our call and you told me what your price was, and my first initial reaction was like, "Okay, I'm going to make that happen." It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make that happen. You saw yep. it on the call too. Cause I'm like, oh okay, yeah. How do I pay you? And those wheels started turning. <laughs> I was like, like okay. I see you pulling up bank accounts being like, all right. Yeah. I was literally like looking up to the left, looking up to yep. the right. I'm like, <laughs> and, and then I was like, um, is it cheating if I'm going into where she's going into? <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Right. I'm like, pull it back, pull it back. <laughs> And then I, like, I hopped off the call and Michael, who's like very intuitive and you've, <laughs> you've described him as like a big cat. Like he just knows he has these like instincts. And yeah. he's like, so the call was good. And I was like, yeah, it's really good. He's like, well, what's the go? Like what, what's the hesitation? I didn't even have to say that. I'm like, yeah, yeah but like, you know, cause we're about to travel and we just, you know, we're going to buy this one way ticket. He's like, what are you talking about? He's just like, that's yeah. what that whole freaking account is for, you know? And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's so true. It's yep. so interesting, isn't it? To see, and this is like going back to, aligned clients that just make it happen. And it's like, it's already there, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, what's your opinion on, and this has happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to you, on people who don't have the money and they want to work with you. And, you know, you've heard of coaches who will say things like, um, a coach that you and I both follow have said this, like, you know, go and get the credit card and buy the coaching and then believe that, it'll come through for you. I've never mm. asked you this. Like, what's your opinion on this? Because it is a real true, like a belief that your guides will help you. But at the same time, is it financially dumb and silly? And like, you know, what, what, where do you land with all of this? So I'm never going to say to a client, get a credit card and put this on a credit card. <laughs> I have had clients say to me that they're going to do that. And I like one same. client asked me, should I do this? Mm. I am, I am not the one that can tell you the should, what Mm. I can do for you is I can support you in the process. And so even on discovery calls or after discovery calls before people are my clients or before they're not my clients, if someone asks me, should I, or shouldn't I, I will give them guidance on how to make an aligned decision. So here's what you can turn on. Here's how you can meditate. Here's the questions you can ask. Here's how to, you know, really get in touch with that feeling. And so several of my clients have made decisions where it's an investment above and beyond maybe what they're, you know, what they have projected for that amount of months or that year or that whatever time frame for business coaching or mindset coaching, but on their own intuition. And so I'm never going to tell someone to do that. I've also had people, you know, maybe put a deposit down and come back to me and be like, is this right for me? Should I do this? Is this a a mistake? Oh my God, I'm freaking out. And again, I, I am not going to tell you yes or no. 
you have to tell you yes or no. And my ultimate guidance around that is if you are not ready, if you are not ready to do the work, if you're not ready to show up, if you're not ready to shift from spending money to investing in yourself, because you have to believe that it's an investment in yourself and not just money out the window. Like if you're just looking at how much your bank account's gonna drop or how much your credit card's gonna go up and you're not feeling that it's an investment in yourself, then it's not, and it's not going to work. Oh my gosh. So true. It's so true. Like, so on both sides, one is, yes, I've invested a significant amount into coaching. So last Mm -hmm. year, I think in, we had a look at, you know, the old P and L and it's like the Mm -hmm. number one thing that um, I spent my money on last year was professional development coaching, 70 K then travel. So people are like, yep. What really? And I'm like, yeah, that's just like, that's just me. And that's what Uh I value. But I never look at the bank account and go, Oh, minus 70 K. Like this is why I do what I do, why I earn what I, what I am earning and what I'm bringing in, in a beautiful environment to give back to me. So that's always number one, but you know, it's funny because I have been in many conversations. It's discovery call month. You know what that's like, you know, there's so many, you're just constantly on like, sales calls, but conversations about people's visions and dreams. And mm-hmm. there's a, you know what, there's been such a smaller proportion of people who have said that maybe because I've, I am moving into this next level. It's more about like, let's talk about, yeah, yes, let's girl. talk about yes, like girl. this next level, but yeah. you know, the one or two that have come through very natural who have said, I can see the value in it, but essentially what they're saying is I can also see the minus X amount of dollars. And I just don't know how to convince my partner. So it's outside of their physical realm, but it's in their energetic space and someone that they love and they trust and they value. Like I have never really asked Mike, can I spend money on this? He's more like, you're just going to do it. And I I fully support that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine asking any of my partners. I cannot, I cannot even hear what that would sound like. To be like to any of my partners, current or previous, yes. to be like, I would like to do this. This feels aligned. May I? Can I? That, does, that comes no. down to authority, doesn't it? Like taking authority for your worth and authority for, you know, what you, you know, this is 100% like you're being called to. Have you always been like that? Did you have to work on that? where did that authority come from? Was it just like from within, from a very young age? I grew up really quickly. And so I became an authority figure in my nuclear family because my parents divorced when I was younger. It was really messy. And so I became very parental to my younger sister at a very young age. You and guys so are like my, twins. Like you look uh, so alike. Yeah, now that I have dark hair, we look so much alike. It's so precious. I love it. We have a couple pictures where we do look like twins. <laughs> so happy. Before, when I had really blonde hair, she was like, we don't even look alike at all anymore. And I'm like, I know. And as soon as it went dark, like, she was the first person that I showed when I did my hair dark again. And she was like, I love it. You're you again. So the, that internal authority was created at a very young age because it had to be. And so that's not something that I had to really build up. I mean, I've definitely fine-tuned and finessed it. For me, the spending of money on myself versus other things. I could spend on other people so easily. I could spend on my home, on my family, on you know, education, books, all of these things. But like for my actual self of like developing my own business, mm. that definitely took some limiting belief work deep deep limiting belief work around that is that is that worthiness is that trust in trusting in the value and how you show up for it like what i'm trying to get to the core of like what it is yeah 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 and shifting that belief system and moving that through one of the big ones that i went through and i know i've mentioned a little bit of this too i made a very large investment in a coaching program and it ended up not being for me at all Um, and so that was one of the things that I was grappling with when I considered making that investment because Mm -hmm. part of me felt very, very aligned with it because it's very similar to my pricing. And so I was like, okay, I want to be able to make that type of investment in my own business, but in myself, because I'm asking my clients to do that. 
And I think I got fixated on making sure that I was able to commit at that level. And I did less of the intuitive check around who it was and what the program was. And I wanted to be included in this group. And then when I got into that group, I wasn't getting very much out of it. I was like, I already feel really like I've established most of these things. Like I've integrated a lot of these things. Like I've like my spiral is deeper than this mm. already. And so I wasn't in the community that I had been told I was going to be a part of. I wasn't learning what I had been told that I was going to be learning. And it's equally as impactful as a lesson. And I know that's something that you've learned in a couple of different places. Um, yes. Sometimes we're looking for the lesson to look a specific way and we're actually learning the either the shadow or the light aspect of both. Like there's two sides to every coin. And so I took so much away from it, but it was my own internal processing. It wasn't, oh, this is module A, I'm going to learn that thing. It was, okay, because module A is not what you thought it was going to be, what are you actually learning? Mm. And so I've never questioned my intuition when it comes to investing in myself and my businesses since then. Because yeah. of that. And so that, I can't put a price tag on. The way that that's changed my life and my business is worth the investment. In addition to a bunch of other things like that, that became lessons for me that I pulled out and allowed to come through me because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it's really easy for us to slip into, oh, wow. Like I fucked up. Like, oh, wow. This didn't work. Oh, wow. Like this is shit. Oh, wow. I didn't get what I was supposed to get and like get angry and get bitter and feel like you were cheated and go into victim mode. And so that was, that was the lesson is, can I not slip into that? And how do I like hold my vibration? How do I find the lessons in this? How do I look at that other side of the coin? Like, what is it that I'm truly supposed to be taking from this? Because we can't fuck it up. We can't make a wrong decision. So choosing that, even though I didn't get what I thought I was going to get, it was up to me. And the bigger lesson, the more important lesson was, can I find that? Can I stay Mm. committed to the fact that there is something here? And I think that's a real shift that's happened, like for sure, you know, whenever that's happened to me and it's been very minimal that it has happened. But I remember saying when I, I could feel the door close, I could feel this like energetic door close when I was working with someone in particular. And I'm like, I think that's closed or closing. And do I want to run there and hold it ajar and just try and like, you know, keep it open. And I remember sitting down with Mike thinking to, you know, at first I felt really almost just like apologetic. And I said to him, I know, you know, I was like investing into this and I was there and then now I'm not there and I feel super guilty. And that same conversation came up. Think about the lessons and think about all the the gifts that have fallen from it. And if Mm -hmm. I'm to be honest, like, you know, a lot of it that had happened on the, you know, on the physical plane, it's almost just, that was just like very top level. The iceberg effect is like, okay, what do you know you're worthy of? What are the things that you're drawing from it so that you can take into your power, into your higher self, into the future you. And so much of that, you, like you said, you cannot put a price tag on there. And I know it's helped me power up so much. It's just been like, it's almost just such a freeing experience. And I'm just like, thank you universe. Like this is, I never knew that it was going to come in this form, but it, it has. Oh, yeah. And it's just been actually just so freeing. And oh my goodness, I feel, um, it feels exalting almost, you know, yeah. and you've, okay, before we close off today, I love this practice because I, me being me deep diving. <laughs> so in my meditations, I have been building an altar for myself and oh. I have been entering into, I picture going on like a magic carpet ride and I go to this place that is not of this world and I land and it's like marble floors and I have flowers everywhere. Yeah, 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 yep. flowers everywhere, yep. And then there's this like beautiful, like almost just this like golden statue of me. I'm standing up, I'm not sitting down, I'm standing up. And it's just like going to the Louvre and you see these statues yeah. and I'm like, okay, yeah. it's a statue of me. Ruby, and she's the beautiful. Has my favorite statue. Of, <gasps> really? Like my favorite piece Which of one? art in our world, Nikkei at Samothrace. 
Okay. It's that winged <sighs> angel without the head that's from the front of the ship. At the stairs? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. The first time <sighs> I saw it was in an art history class. And the professor clicked the slide and I started crying. Like uncontrollably, violently crying and sobbing in an art history class because I felt her. Like it hit me so strong. And people were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How old were you? I was a freshman or sophomore in college. I was young and I was like shaking and like, I never get panic attacks. I never get like anxiety. I never like sob in public. And I just, I felt her like move through me and it was magical. And to this day, it's still my favorite piece of artwork. Wow. Have you been? I have not been. So I think Troy and I will eventually go together. (sighs) Oh my gosh. And, and the reaction there, oh my goodness, that is going to be, I mean, like I I have worked with her in several meditations. Like I have a very specific meditation practice. So what do you mean? You've gone to her, you've gone to the statue and you've brought forth the image. It's the statue itself is from a boat. It's like off of the front of the boat. And so I've gone to her when she was part of the boat in meditation I've gone to her when she's lost pieces. I've gone to the, um, like the goddess angel, like energy signature that it was based off of. I've gone to her in the Louvre in meditation. I've actually, have you ever seen any like imagery of Pegasus and the muses where the muse will ride Pegasus? Yes. The winged horse? Yes. So because she has those angel wings, I've actually like done a meditation where I've envisioned myself smaller, like seated, nestled into the wings. Oh my god! And like, I've allowed her to show me, like show me of the travels and show me what it means to like, to guide this boat, to guide these people, to guide adventure, to guide travel, to like navigate the, the sea. And so it's been, I love working with her energy. It sounds so her. nurturing to be nuzzled with it, like on her shoulder, right? but then so I've done that powerful at the before. same time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. if I were to like describe you, that is exactly you. It's like this nurture, you have this nurturing energy about you, but just this fucking power. And it's yeah. like this guidance, like you are my like guidance. Like you, you <laughs> almost like, you're almost like an access point for me. You know, yeah. like that's, oh, I love that like so this. much. Like Very this. much like this. Yes. Yeah. We're doing so a little like, um. Triangles up over our third our eye. Third okay. eye. Yes. So like I am just, oh my gosh. One I'm of the things that. I really love to do with clients is to really support the opening of the third eye. And it looks different with everybody and some of it it's it's a physical gesture some of it's me actually like clearing stuff out some of it's me asking those right questions so Mm. for you I get these almost like wisps of energy where like as if it's like you can smell that scent you know when you like catch a scent in the air and you're like oh my god that smells so good like I want to follow that I can I get that with your energy and I like follow it and then I'll ask like oh what what about that word or what about that thing or oh you just said five things and you think those four are really important but what about that Mm. one and so I think that's really opened your third eye when we've worked together is like okay Ruby consider this think about this you listed these and then this one just slipped in there but like what if you follow that tell me more about that and then you crack that wide open all on your own it's just allowing that that lens to kind of show us okay it's right it's right here. Follow that. Yes. Yes. And I'm definitely a very scenty type of gal. Mm-hmm. Like I love beautiful scents. I, I know. Every time I travel, I have my thing. I, like my scent is very um, woody and like, I like um, like fig. I like um, yeah. baked apple, like a very like yeah, homey amber, scent type. Like yes. Frankincense, amber, like Bergamot. sandalwood. Like that's yeah. so me. And so everywhere mm-hmm. I go, like I usually have these candles and I just light it at which it, wherever I am in the world and it brings me yeah. home. It really grounds me home. And then if I'm doing oils in the bath, like I'll always go those sorts of scents. And yeah, yeah people who like meet me are like, oh my gosh, you smell really good. I'm like, I know. <laughs> like when <laughs> you know, I envision, like- so one of our last calls, we talked about the temple. And so when I envision the temple for you, for most people, I see these like lighter colored candles, but for you, I do get that like dark 
amber oh i love that with yes. the golden like glow inside that's of me because of that fragrance yes so i know i've mentioned to you before i normally taste energy so mm. it's very it's very telling that for you i i smell it like i yes sense because scents are such an important thing in yeah I'm always drawn to candles that are in a dark glass. So even if it's like a dark red, when I'm feeling really sexy and, you know, like that, I put the dark red on. Um, Mm -hmm. I have like dark navy candles when I'm actually like really in the zone. I find it really, I don't know, like I just deep dive. Maybe like that's my Pisces moon and it's just very Mm. like, ooh, you know. Um, Yeah, and then I get like a white candle and I'm like, oh, ew. (laughs) Candles are very similar to crystals for you. Like they each have their own specific energetic signature. And so it's it's really attuning an energetic point. And for you, it's supporting the the lens Mm. through which your third eye is seeing. It's yeah. almost like the rose colored glasses that it's putting on. It's all of these different colors that it's yes. putting on. And it's beyond just like a color. It's a feeling and a scent in this entire package that you've created. Mm. That means sensual and sexy. That means really invested and deep dive. That means each of these things. Yeah. That's how your energy communicates to you. It's totally. Like a, whole, a whole message in just colors this and one sense. little scent, yep. color feel yeah. vibe thing all of it and so when i had this like picture of my temple and then there's my golden statue and my dark candles flowers mm-hmm. but dried flowers specifically like dried flowers yeah. and i um tied on ribbon hanging upside down as well yeah and yeah. even like the ones behind you i'm really drawn yeah. to that like there's this is are they dried or they're just sort of like they're all dried now yeah, like were, that's my from vibe. The baby showers, so I kept them, and that's now it. they're all dried. And even yep. when I when I do floral arrangements for myself, half of the things I get are already dried. Yes. So like that one is already dried. These were already dried. Eucalyptus. So Eucalyptus. Like always I love happy. leafy, like dried, like all arrangements. Foliage. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I just love like the Australian like type of um, flora. So yeah. as I'm saying that my heart just dipped because just my country is on fire at the moment, but um, uh, just like the wattle, do you know what wattle is? It's like a really mm-hmm. thin, like branch, really thin and really delicate almost. And then these like pops of like yellow flowers, they're like circular and they just light yeah. up. It's so beautiful. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, I get to this, like, the foot of my statue and I look up at her. She's not, like, super soaring like a Zeus or anything like that, but she's, like, she's there. And yeah. I just, like, look at her and I'm, like, oh, and she's naked, <laughs> you know, and I'm just, like, oh, my gosh, like, you are so beautiful. You're the most beautiful statue I've ever seen and I am just, like, in awe of her. Yeah. And the reason That's why I do I this. Nike, man. Yeah. And this is, like, a practice Lindsay had shared with me around – true like self-love diving into self-worthiness seeing yourself as you know almost just this like beautiful goddess or however you want to you know think about it and because i've been going through a lot of shadow work and the stuff that i'm you know you know moving through and building through and i do this meditation practice and i just feel the whole kind of like encompassing like i'm just like this gold statue yeah you're and it's with that energy Yes. And with coupled with the smells and the flowers and the oils and the candles, like, and then I step into my day and it's like, oh my gosh, it's not even badassery. That's not the right word for it. It's like, like, so one of my favorite words is ambrosial and it means nectar of the gods. And that's how I feel after I do those practices. Like I am just like juicy and ripe and like sensual and like like I'm vibrating mm. because we all are, but like, like I can truly feel the vibration coming off of me because I've anointed myself in like the goddess of me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's done with so much love. Like it's almost just, I can't wait to give more of me to my clients and to the world. And, you know, because obviously like one of my, you know, highest values is being seen, but like being seen in a way without being too like, oh, shouty, shouty. It's just people just come and like, they go, wow, where have you been? And, you know, there's so much like light with you and I just want some of that and I'm like here take it take it like I replenish yeah. like yep. it's fine like I am never is overflowing like, that's yeah. why I can give to you yeah so, so Ruby, I, one of the things that I want to tell you 
now that we've kind of the bean scene has come out, which is something that I've known in our previous mm. sessions, but something like you're really able to identify that as kind of your love language and your, your business love language of like, yes. this is very important to me. One of mine, one of the pillars of my business is seeing other people. And what I'm always working towards is allowing my clients to see themselves as I see them, because I can see the, like the truth the purity, the like, if you let go of those rocks, if you take them out of your backpack, like I You're can making see me cry. you in that lot way. And so oh it's gosh. so, it's so magical to have, you know, to have the internet and allow us to find each other. And I remember like on our initial call, that wasn't even a discovery call that you were like, how do I work with you? And I'm like, we're doing this right now. We're, we're on this thing. We'll talk about that. And it's like, you're like, but how do I work with you? <laughs> And I think that that connects so much because your, your desire to be seen is so inherent and releasing the ego around that and allowing that to be a truth. And then my desire to allow people to see how I see them Mm. and like let go of the things that are weighing you down. And then let me support you with the technical process of how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. As you said that, I just started to tear up because I, that is, that is my love language. And when you said that back to me, you may as well have said, I fucking love you. You know, like, it's just, that's how I accept that, you know, and I, I love it. And, you know, in the past, that was a quite an unhealthy relationship for me because if a guy saw me, I would take that on face level and be like, oh, like he loves me, but it wasn't deeper than that. Or if yeah. my employer would be like, hey, I can see you, I want to promote you, I would go through this like almost just this like hit, like this rush and be like, oh my God, yeah. oh my God, I'm so amazing. This has really evolved now into how I want to be seen, knowing what that feels like to be truly um, heard so that... Yeah my message helps millions. Like it's more of a, I want to be seen in order to reflect back out. It's you almost want just your like, higher self to be seen so that you can continually step into her more and more. And more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, you just yeah, pick up my energy and turn it into these beautiful words. That's it. Yeah, so we're going to leave all of Lindsay's um, links below in the show notes and everything we've spoken about today I would love to hear from you, you know, what has really resonated, what are the themes that have come up, what are some of the areas in which you know you need to work through and work on, and then come to Instagram and tag Lindsay and I and ask us questions because we're sort of in the process now of conjuring and pulling together and creating magic and this is something that we have set the intention to do somewhere in the year early Mm -hmm. in the year to work together and to help create more resources and a place that you can just come into the the well and draw from it and drink from it as we grow our businesses as we get deeper in our spiritual practice was there anything else you wanted to say about it Linz? we are just we are alchemical little creators right now dancing around this cauldron deciding what it is that we're the ingredients that we're pouring in there so if yeah. you guys have it's an alchemy. desires, it is an alchemy. So we are currently taking bottles down off the wall and mixing oh and creating the beautiful potion that is going to be the magic we're creating. So if you have an ingredient that you would like us to toss into that cauldron, you want something to come out of this, that you want to learn something, there's a topic, there's a focal point, there's you know a certain style of teaching that you want us to follow the way that you want to be in our energies together mm. we'd love to hear from you so that we can really create um in our organic alchemical process but yes going in the directions that you guys are interested in because clearly we can riff for hours Ages. and hours and hours so we should just do an all-day live stream right. <laughs> we're gonna chat for a day come and join us as you so choose oh my gosh but this is oh, it. ruby ruby when you get a good bathtub in one of your travel places, let's bathtub live stream. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh my God. Yes. So I'll have my dark candles yes. around me and yes. oh, I can see it. I'll oh, have yeah. a flower crown on. My, my very first bathtub live stream was inspired by you. So because <laughs> I thought I about it, I was like, oh, I can't do that. And then I mentioned it to Ruby and she was like, you need to do that. You need to do, do that right now. And yeah. then I did it. And I yes. loved it. Like and I set up my whole that. bath, like 
it's amazing. So we'll get all of our flowers and dried flowers and candles and music, and we'll just live stream for an hour or two from our bathtubs and talk about all of our magical musings. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That would be so incredible. Yeah. So thank you so much, beautiful soul for being on. And I don't, this we'll have more episodes coming out together because it just has to happen. And I love these episodes. Like I personally go back and re-listen to them and it's just such a gorgeous reminder. Actually, another episode Lindsay and I are going to do together is a meditation. This is yes. the very first so meditation. Excited. Yes, so am I. Uh, you suggested it and I'm like, yes, hell yes. So we're going to do a meditation podcast and it's a resource that you can all dip back into when you're going through certain periods in your business growth. So I think the reason why Lindsay and I work so well together is that we both have successful businesses. We're both growing it. We're both doing all the things on like the strategic front and clients are signing up all the things that you're doing to build your businesses. But this is like the spiritual access that, you know, Mm. isn't necessarily, I know when I started, it wasn't as easily found. And then, you know, when I found Lindsay, it just opened up doors for me. So I want to bring this to all of you in the Own Your Hustle tribe, but also, you know, provide more spiritually related resources in 2020 as well. So Lindsay is a really, really big ingredient to all of this. And I'm so excited to work with you more, my love, and collaborate and just make magic in this world. Oh, yeah. We just want to create the magic that we're meant to create and allow people to find it. So put it out there, speak our truth, stand in our authenticity and beam that out like little lighthouses. So that those of you who need this and are ready to shift your life, shift your business from the inside out, find us. If you have listened to this episode all the way to the end, you are magical. And I am so glad that you are still here. Can you do me a huge favor? If you love this, I would love it if you could screenshot it and also just tag us both on Instagram. We will share your profile. We will shout you out and it would just mean the absolute world because it means this message gets to go out there to more people and really help serve others as well. I love you all so much. Also, you would have heard this little like through the end uh, of the podcast episode. That was my bad. I'm not a sound engineer. That was the fan. (laughs) I recorded it in Phuket, Thailand on like a 36 degree day. So it was really hot, almost 100 degrees. So apologies for that. I now know not to do that. It was actually quite a way away from me, but my Blue Yeti microphone is just a superstar and can pick up a lot of things that are happening. So thank you for being here. I love you all so much. I will catch you in next week's episode and I can't wait to hear how this episode has helped you see things from a new perspective. Stay magical and remember you can absolutely own your hustle. Bye guys.